Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. Welcome back to the Impact, uh, our uh, under an hour power hour for Impact Wrestling, hosted by myself, Ryan, and of course, as always, Just Not Credible, aka Angelo, is here. And uh, uh, your special guest is I, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Joey. Yeah, Joey's back. He's been joining us uh, for the last two episodes so far plus this one so hey i've been three. watching so why not yeah uh so i watched it with pat um pat did not want to get on the episode um but uh i think me and angelo deciding to watch impact has started to spread and make more people watch um at least in deep six at least maybe we were the reason that impact became so popular i'd we'll like just to say that. it yeah i don't know their well, twitch stream numbers this week but yeah. uh, they did pretty impressive last week. What was it yeah. last week? Last week they did like over 7,000, where previously it was like 2,500, I think. I think it was back to 25, because I was watching the Twitch, but I, I wasn't was checking, it? but I, I think it was back in the 2,500 range. Yeah, if, if that's the case, I blame Melissa Santos. <laughs> um, You were watching Twitch, you said? Yes. So you watched her, like, her just talk about the product? Yeah, I started walking away when... when <laughs> I do want to point out something real quick. Okay. She was like, all right, any wrestling question, guys? And someone said, let's see your feet. Yeah, <laughs> and she that. goes, "She goes, that's not wrestling related. And then <laughs> someone else asked her, and she was like, what's going on? It's like, ever since I got into wrestling, people love feet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And then she's come on saying, okay, the chat's going to get us banned on Twitch because <laughs> they were just saying stuff in the chat. Yeah, that, that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's it. So, so just saying, if uh, Twitch bans uh, Impact from their streaming thing, that's that's on them. <laughs> it's not RVD this time. Yeah, for real. So, we're going to give you a little rundown of our takes on the show. Uh, and we started off with a strong match. We started off with... The open challenge uh, that Eddie Edwards is putting on. Uh, he said he's going to be doing this weekly. Uh, and this time it was Trey from the Rascals. I feel like there's some other company that uh, is doing open challenges with the title right now. I just can't really remember. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember if there's another company that it do- has done this before. But this one was good. Hmm. Yeah. I do got to say, um, though, that this company is doing it with their world championship. Yes. So that's yeah. That's, that's the one difference, and it's and it it's real. Something. It's real different that they started the show off with it. Yeah, I think the main reason was to try to like start off hot, um, because oh yeah, absolutely. They knew that they 
their other big match of the night was going to be the main event, and that's of course the Good Brothers Gallows debut, and, yep, in ring yeah. debut, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought this was a solid match. I, I think that they worked together pretty well. It was slow at points, but I think that it, it's an interesting like clash of styles with the older Eddie Edwards, who's a little bigger, uh, and the younger more mobile, more aerial assault that Trey brings. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought there was some really good moves here. What I really liked was the, uh, the cutter, the, as they called it, the low cutter off the bottom rope, um, that Trey did. I haven't seen that before. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Off that bottom rope. I didn't realize it was that bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. I always figured yeah, you always see people going off the middle rope and the top rope. Yeah. You never see anybody try to do anything off the middle right. rope. See, I don't, I don't care what Rob says. The cutter is a really cool move, and I don't get tired of seeing it, to be honest. Yeah, especially if you're going to throw in, like, some different variation to it. Like Exactly, like off the If road. it was just, like, over and over again, like, the RKO-style <laughs> right, cutter right, right, right. by, like, everybody, I'd understand. But people have, like the top rope cutter, the springboard cutters, mm-hmm. the low cutter here. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the first time I see something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like as long as you're bringing something different to the game, mm-hmm. I think that there's total, there's no issue with it, at least to me, um, as long as it looks good. Um, and obviously this wasn't the finish to the match because this wasn't like a high-impact spot, um, but it it did do a lot of... Uh, it, it, I guess it would. It caught our eye. The course, it was yeah. That I remember from the match. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this ended. Uh, I, I think this was probably the longest match on this card, um, and it ended with uh, Eddie Edwards uh, hitting the Boston Knee Party, one of the best named moves uh, in wrestling right now. Uh, on Trey for the one, two, three. After this, Eric Young comes out and looks like he's going to get in the ring. Eddie tells him to come in. Eric Young responds, nope, not now. I decide. I will decide when you can get your hands on me. Um, yeah, uh, I thought this was a great opening segment and you still have that thought of when is Eric Young going to come next? What's he going to do? I think we all know this is going to lead to a big match between the two of them. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I I thought I was really impressed with Trey with this match and I've seen him obviously a couple times. He was obviously at the pay-per-view, but this is the first time I was able to really notice him one-on-one and he was really impressive and I do understand why he is put in this title seat now. Uh, yeah, I thought this was like a good you know, first defense for uh, Eddie Edwards. Um, I think all members of the uh, Rascals are really talented. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing what's next week because he, they did announce that he's going to have a hold another open challenge. See, again. I, I thought that was going to be Eric Young next week. Was that? Yeah, not? I guess. No, that's not the thing, I guess. Yeah, no. Um, um, I have an idea on who it's going to be, okay. but we'll get to that at the uh, end I of the show. I also do point out that, yeah, um, I believe that Eric Young and Eddie Edwards will probably be the feud for the next pay-per-view. 
for the I title. I don't know about that. That's just because it's three months away. Oh yeah, true. I forgot about that. But I think uh, I think that he's definitely he's definitely going to eventually get a shot. But when yeah. he does, I think Rich Swan is going to cost Eric Young, and that's going to mm. set up their feud. That's a good. That's idea. a good idea. Pending the news that Rich Swan gives us next week, and we'll, oh, we'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, and Josh Matthews did kind of leave it open on commentary that this is, you know, a weekly challenge and that, you know, mm-hmm. with the state of impact wrestling and all new wrestlers coming in. So it made it seem like that. Oh, that is true. Expect some new people through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're, abs- you're absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He did make it seem like there was more coming. Yeah, they kept on, uh, throughout this show, they kept on mentioning the new faces that mm-hmm. are coming into Impact Wrestling, and they, they pointed out some, like Deanna, they talked about EC3 coming back, they talked about Heath popping up, um, and they do seem to be hinting that there is more to come. I think that we all assume that Rusev, or Miro as he's calling himself uh, on Twitter, his real name um he'll he might possibly pop up there so who knows uh we we know that brian myers formerly known as kurt hawkins is going to be coming um i don't think he'll get a world title shot but right who knows um so next up was the moment we all were waiting for it was the premiere of wrestle house oh boy and did it deliver so it starts off right where it left off with all of them in the house just standing there. Taya says, these are not the people I want to be associated with. I'm leaving. Uh, as she was walking towards the door, Rosemary like snaps her fingers. Uh, Taya gets to the door. She opens it up, and it looks like a hellscape out there. But not only is it a hellscape, <laughs> Abyss is hanging out there. <laughs> Abyss, who I'm still pretty sure is under WWE contract as a producer, uh, is just hanging out. Uh, So who knows if that was actually Joseph Parks. Uh, I think it is. Um, I guess as long as he's not actually wrestling, they don't care. Um, (laughs) Maybe. So Taya comes back. Uh, and everybody's asking whose house this is. It's not Ty's house. It's not Rosemary's house. Whose house is it? And lo and behold, you hear the voice. It's my house. And they turn up to the top of the stairs, and there he is in a very nice suit, Tommy Dreamer. And he has been revealed as the host of Wrestle House. And this, and ladies and gentlemen, is how you use your older talent. Yes. <laughs> he comes down and they said, How do you how can you afford such a nice place? And he said <laughs> I had to make sure I cashed all of my ECW checks before they bounced. I don't know about you guys, but I think this is some of the best work I've ever seen from Tommy Dreamer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Which then prompts the Deaners. Oh my god! <laughs> Chant EC Dub yeah. for what sounds like a or what ECW. felt like a minute. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> oh, cousin um, Jake. Oh, that's such yeah. a, I can't get over that name, cousin Jake. Cousin cousin Jake and Cody Deaner. Yep. <laughs> uh, so it's revealed that this is not 
Tommy Dreamer's personal house. This is his investment project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, he later says he uses for Airbnb. Yes, he uses to <laughs> run out to Airbnb to keep the money flowing. Hopefully not uh, for 700-person house parties like some people do in New Jersey. Yeah, shout out yeah. to our uh, yeah. home state. Yeah, yeah, shout out shout, Jackson, New shout out Jackson, New Jersey. Yep. yep, you don't exist to us. You were dead to us. Thank yeah, you. Except Angelo, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure Angelo is from there. Yeah, there'd be a big gaping hole where my house is, my parents' house. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so uh, Tommy Dreamer points out that there's only six bedrooms in this house, which prompts everybody to run around to try to find their bedroom. So remember, a reminder of who is in this uh, this show. You've got. Uh, Taya, you've got John E. Bravo, you've got Rosemary, you've got A.C. Romero and Larry D., you've got Cody and Cousin Jake, you have Johnny Swinger, Crazy Steve, Alicia Edwards, uh, you have um, Kylie Ray and Susie, and now Tommy Dreamer. Uh, so everybody's trying to find a room. You've got people fighting for rooms. Taya and Rosemary find their own rooms. And Johnny Bravo's just stood there frozen. Like, who's he going to choose? What room's he going to choose? And they never tell us what room he chooses. Um, <laughs> Alicia Edwards decides to choose a couch because she's not fighting for anything. Uh, Kylie Ray and uh, Susie are arguing o- over trying to give the bedroom to each other yeah, i wouldn't even say arguing it was just more yeah they're like, just yeah uh <laughs> friendly, and this uh... prompts the swing man johnny swinger to come oh. in and elbow drop a stuffed tiger he's been that absolutely, is located on yeah, the bed he's been absolutely gold since i started watching impact again oh agree he is the he is so great uh <laughs> and he tells the ladies that they can come on in and join them <laughs> Uh, they leave, <laughs> which then prompts Crazy Strike Steve out. to walk in. And <laughs> Crazy Steve looking for a room. Hey, Daddy. Swinger tells him <laughs> that he can be his young boy. Yeah, he's like, I'm looking for a young boy. <laughs> that can make his bed, do his laundry, fold his clothes. Oh uh, and Crazy Steve says, nah, and walks out. Uh, and <laughs> the response that Johnny Swinger gives to that is I was talking to your monkey because he <laughs> carries around that right, stuffed monkey right, right. on his neck uh, so he goes out or then we go to AC Romero who's walking outside and sees this big wrestling ring and he goes to jump in to claim that as his bed and crazy Steve slides on in puts his pillow down and says it's his uh, and this prompts Tommy Dreamer to come out of nowhere and yell match time. And we have a match. And all of a sudden, AC Romero and Crazy Steve are now in their wrestling clothes. And they have no idea how this happened. Uh, and Cody Deaner's just walking around with the, with the referee shirt in his hand. Kylie Ray says, we need a ref. And he says, well, I just happen to have this referee shirt and just tosses it to her. She is ecstatic that she gets to be a referee. Uh, yeah. And Tommy Dreamer uh, obviously has some kind of powers to just spawn things in. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer is now a mystical being. Um, so I'm, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, and this leads to the first match of Wrestle House, and it's AC versus Crazy Steve in a winner gets to sleep in the ring match. 
Um, and it's very quick. AC Romero uh, tries to bait uh, Crazy Steve by pretending that he was out of breath, that he couldn't move I think, anymore. He's he tired. Out of breath. Yeah, I believe. Uh, he oh, yeah, just had some weird spot where they're running back and forth, yeah. and then Crazy yeah. Steve was like, like glitched on the ropes, like acting like he was running, but he kept on getting stuck. Yes. <laughs> so that, um, was, that whoa, was interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, AC Romero ends up hitting Crazy Steve, uh, and then some, making him pass out uh, with the. Oh, uh, but do we know if he was passed out? Because they, the audience did. Uh, State that Kylie Ray was one of the worst refs because yeah. she only put his arm up once to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like once once they dropped Crazy Steve off this, like he just like laid there in the ring. That like, is he true. Did not get up. Uh, yeah, well, and then we then uh, so AC claims the entire ring as his new bed. Uh, it goes back, uh, and that is the end of. Wrestle House Part One. Uh, that that was everything I needed to see. I did not expect it to be as great. I didn't think we were getting matches out of this. I didn't expect Tommy Dreamer to be so brilliant. But yeah, this is this is great, and I can't wait to see what we get for more weeks. Yeah, I didn't expect this to like continue on throughout the show. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> that was gonna be like one little like small segment. So this right, definitely no. was cool that they like put wrestling into it. Yeah, bring bring it on. Let's see more Russell House. Yeah, it's a unique way to kind of do these matches, mm-hmm. and I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Uh, so we come back to the Impact Zone, and Rohit Raju has run into TJP and Falaba, who then give him multiple masks to wear for safety, uh, <laughs> and tell him to back away six feet from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not Rohit... wearing masks, by the way. Nope. They, yeah, they are not wearing masks. They no. are literally standing right next to each other. Um, he had a and... mask, but he didn't wear it. He gave it to... Right. Yeah, they both gave their masks to Rohit Raju, who did put them on. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, uh, Falaba and uh, TJP hadn't been wearing them, because that, that, that would defeat the whole purpose of these masks. That also doesn't true. matter because he pulled them straight down as soon as he started to talk. Yes, this is true. Um, so uh, Rohit asked TJP if he uh, is still part of the X Division and TJP says well, we've got a good thing going on right here. Why would I give up our tag team, our spot in the tag team division? Uh, and Rohit says, oh, you must not be able to hang with the X Division anymore. TJP gets offended. Uh, and Rohit says, "What do you think you'll go one time at least, like once, to go and challenge Chris Bay for his title?" And TJP says, "Sure, maybe one day." So Rohit says, "I can work with one day," and then runs, <laughs> sprints out of that room, and runs down this very long hallway, and runs down another long hallway, screaming Chris Bay's name, uh, like he is getting chased. Nobody's chasing him. Uh, and he finally gets to Chris Bay's room. And tells Chris looks like Chris, he's enjoying some good memes. Yeah, Chris is just chilling, <laughs> relaxing. Uh, Chris uh, Rohit comes. He's out of breath. And he tells him, oh, I just heard that TJP uh, wants your title. He's coming for you. See, this is why I have your back. And they're like, oh, well, of course there's a target on my back. Because uh, I'm the first ever finesse division champion, I'm the the, the newest X division champion. So he 
cut, cut Ra is getting confusing for himself. He, he's leading two brands apparently. Yeah. Um. Uh. And it's he says that uh, Rohith uh, can have his back and that they'll work together against the uh, Falba and TJP. And this would set up a match for next week, which will be a tag match between Falba and TJP versus Rohith Raju and uh, Chris Bay. So, interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we get uh, a little uh, interview with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton with one of the worst camera angles I've ever seen. (laughs) It was just like... from crotch level up, basically. Um, it was weird. Um, and Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, are just there talk, and Ace is talking about how uh, their plan didn't go to work last week with Reno Scum beating up uh, the Good Brothers, but that they will be paying close attention to their match later tonight. And then they leave. And then we get... A look back of memorable moments of Motor City Machine Gun's career with some random music playing, and then it goes to the North, who are just in this hallway. And I have to comment, yes. as uh, someone who has dabbled in a little bit of photography and videography, whoever made that video package was pretty lazy. They used like three matches, and um, yeah. you know, the Motor City Machine Guns were only in TNA for about like a decade. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Used, yeah, one, the one match with beer money, which they ended up showing as like the you know flashback of the week. They yeah, that was, nice. that, was, that was nice. And they used the match against the Dudleys, so they were just basically saying, yes. "Look, they wrestled tag teams with that are more popular than the Motor City Machine Guns. They yes. must be good." Yeah, yeah. I think that was the the best part is that they they did show the Young Bucks before they were the Young Bucks, as they were what Generation Me. Generation. They were the Young Bucks. And then they were Generation Me, and then okay. that didn't work out, and they were just like, F it, let's be Young Bucks again. Cool, cool. Um, so then we get to the North, and Josh Alexander actually leads this promo because clearly the Motor City Machine Guns have broken Ethan Page. Oh, he looks so like broken. he's about to cry the entire time. <laughs> and they, Josh Alexander points out that they still have their rematch clause, and they will use it when they want to, so be on the lookout, Motor City. Uh, Ethan Page takes off his sunglasses and you can see that his face is super red like he had just been crying for hours. Um, And he looks like he's about to talk, puts the sunglasses back on and walks out. Um, I thought this was great. Again, Josh Alexander doesn't really talk much. Normally it's all Ethan Page. uh, And I thought that Josh Alexander is pretty good on the mic. Um, I agree. And Ethan Page showing again that he just gets... He, like he's a total package. He's great in the ring. He's great on the mic, but he also has that silent charisma that can just be shown through his emotions and his facial expressions. And that mm-hmm. was perfect for this. Uh, after this, we got our flashback moment of the week. As Angelo pointed out, it is Mercy Machine Guns versus Beer Money at Victory Road Ten. This was a weird match. This didn't really showcase. Like the Mercy Machine Guns at their, their like how good they are at tag team wrestling. This mainly felt like this was just, hey guys, we used to do really crappy booking decisions. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. so <laughs> we take this is a very short, um, flashback moment. 
compared to some of the other ones that they've done where it's like full matches or most of the match. Mm-hmm. So James Storm spits beer at Brian Hebner, who is the ref. This blinds Brian Hebner. So the Motor City Machine Guns go for a pin. They can't get a pin account because there's no ref. All of a sudden, Earl Hebner comes out. <laughs> and Brian trips unable to get up. The way he, trips, he enters the he trips over the ropes and like does like a little roll. <laughs> he almost gave and himself then he can't a get him. Then he can't get himself back up, and then he finally gets himself back up and counts. Um, and then this all culminates in James Storm pinning, I think, Saban and Alex Shelley pinning uh, Ro- uh, Robert Roode mm-hmm. at the exact same time. And both Hebners now are able to see and do everything, but they both count at the same time. Brian Hebner counts James Storm as the winner. While Earl Hebner, who is the senior referee, uh, counts Shelley as the winner. So they end up deciding that they're going to restart the match. And they never choose who's the legal man in this. This just basically becomes a tornado tag match. Yep. Um, and it's like Beer Money is beating down on both of the, uh, the Mercy Machine Guns uh, and ends up. Mercy machine guns come back. They throw James Storm out of the ring. Uh, and they p- end up doing some double team moves on Robert Rude. Robert Which we Rude just gets... saw five minutes yep. before. Yep. And Mercy machine guns are the new champs. Uh, I thought this was a really weird match for match flashback moment of the week. I don't know if this was like their first ever world tag or tag championship, and that's why or what, but. I feel like no. I mean. Yeah. Like, I feel like there could have been a, a million other matches they could have chosen, right? If they wanted Especially to showcase against Beer Money, they they yeah. wrestled them. So that's why it's like they, it's crazy they used the same exact match in the package, <laughs> and then they they showed us the whole the, the second half of the match anyway. When they yeah. probably wrestled each other at least fifteen times on television. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I think I think Beer Money. I mean, I think Motor City Machine Guns way preceded. Beer money, so I think Motor City Machine Guns had probably won the titles like a couple times before beer money was even a thing. Gotcha. Yeah, but at least it reminds me how great Beer Money's uh, entrance song was. Yes, because we did get to hear that when Brian Hebner claimed them the winner. So that was that was good. It's it it is a great theme. Uh, Speaking of themes, we'll get to a not so good theme in a little bit. Um, but after this, we got another killer vignette promo by EC3 about uh, choosing his own narrative, talking about how uh, he views himself as a failure currently, but not because of what he's done in the ring, because he's a multi-time world champion. He's beaten Kurt Angle. He's beaten Sting. Stinger! He's, he's beaten all these TNA Impact Hall of Famers. Uh, but he's still missing something. I uh, plays his old theme, uh, trouble, uh, and then cuts it off. Uh, he's already hinted at on Twitter that we will not hear trouble when he com- when he makes his in ring debut uh, return. So who knows? Um, but I thought this was great. It, he is just money on the mic, uh, and his record in 
impact uh, before he went to NXT and WWE again uh, shows that he is just so good. Did he ever cut a promo on main roster? No, I don't think he ever did. <laughs> because hearing him tonight, I'm like, wow, he's he's good. Yeah, no, he's not, he cut a, he had some really good promos in NXT. Like him and Velveteen had a pretty good feud. Um, but he he wasn't in NXT for long. Like right. he he was put in like I think he came in right before the North American Championship was like a thing because right. he got put right into that. Uh, match for the six, uh, the ladder match to crown the first one. Then he went right into a feud with Velveteen, and then I believe it was basically he was there for. I think he feuded with Kona Reeves maybe for a bit, or somebody else very shortly. That was just a squash feud for EC3, and then EC3 went to the main roster and did absolutely jack shit. Jack squat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, after this, we have a Moose interview. And again, weird camera angle this time instead of full body. It's basically just the ch- the neck and up uh, of Moose. Um, Moose says that EC3 hasn't earned himself an invitation, and he will, ne- he will never earn himself an invitation. Until... He doesn't want to play into EC3's narrative. Yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> he says he Moose is going to choose EC3's narrative. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Heath shows up and Heath says that he just talked to the TNA championship committee who Tommy dreamer had alluded to before. Uh, and Moose says, you know, there is no championship committee. And Heath says, well, if there's no championship committee, how is that a real championship? (laughs) And Moose says, all right, well, you're the hottest free agent. You say next week, you've earned yourself an invitation and he leaves. So he's like, see, that's how it works. He's all happy with himself. Scott D'Amore comes in and he's like, hey, Heath, you're persistent. You keep on getting back here. Our security, I guess, is lacking. Uh, you're still not signed, but I see how you conned yourself into that match. If you can defeat Moose next week, you have a spot on the Impact roster. Mm. So next week, it's not only for the title for Heath. It's also for a spot on the Impact roster. So, what do you think the moves here? What do you think is going to happen? I Moose uh, is winning. I, yeah, I, Moose I, is definitely winning. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Heath wins via disqualification or something. Okay. Uh, so I, then Heath can be like, "Hey, I technically won," yeah, um, and we can see what title. happens there. Yeah. Um. Then we've got. Kimberly versus Deanna Perrazzo. Uh Deanna wins in a pretty good match. There's some moments at the beginning of the match where they're kind of feeling each other out. And it looked a bit sloppy. Yeah. Uh, but they then like recovered and had a decent match, I'd say. Yeah. Deanna uh, but basically just worked her arm like the entire yeah. match. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I disagree, Ryan. I actually didn't really enjoy the match. I thought it was a little too long. Didn't really... Yeah, I would, uh, I would 100% agree that this okay. match was, was too long. Yeah. Um, I think that the first, I don't know how many minutes, um, but like the feeling out process was just way too long, and that's where the sloppiness came in. But then as the match went further, they finally were like clicking, I mm-hmm. guess, which is where I 
I was like, okay, I get this. I like this. Um, like I said, I, I'd say it was a decent match. Um, if you didn't have that long four or five minute period of feeling each other out and then basically the match ends in like two or three minutes afterwards, gotcha. uh, I, I feel like it would have been a better match. But yeah, it was also, weird, very felt, weird pacing. Yeah, it was weird pacing. And I also felt for the storyline purposes, I understand the purpose of having a match like this. It's like, Deanna's your new champion. She hasn't really had many matches. You're trying to showcase her. Yeah. But she's your champion. Is Kimberly supposed to be good? Or should it have just been a squash match? Should you have you know, Deanna's a heel? Should she have one in a screwy finish? Not like a long technical match like it was. And she's not even, I mean, she's good, but not, I don't know, Daniel Bryan technical like they make her sound on the, when they talk about her. But yeah, uh, it was a little, it was a little. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree that um, it's it's weird because, one, Kimberly is also a heel. Right. And this whole match was set up because last week during her Deanna's interview, she was attacking Kylie Ray, and Kimberly grab, came from behind and grabbed Deanna to get her off of Kylie Ray. Oh, yeah, and true. Deanna like sucker punched her to get her off her because she didn't want somebody touching her, which I would agree. Like my reaction, if somebody jumps on my back and try to like hold me back, I'm going to like try to throw back at them. Um, so weird. It was just weird. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about out. Kimberly as, as much. Maybe, maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it as yeah, much. Yeah, it, it's weird because like she she's been made out to be like she lost to Jordan Grace the first time I, I saw her back in Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, then she was in the gauntlet or not the gauntlet match the uh, the ten women match and she was the pinfall there and I was like okay well I guess she's just like there to take pins basically yeah um, and now she's like in this match and all of a sudden like. Josh Matthews and Madison Rain are talking about how uh, she's been a nonstop like threat for the women's roster or the knockouts roster, and uh, you can't take her, you can't keep your eye off her, and she could be a future champion here. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't match up with how she, like the last yeah, month. Yeah, that's really it, it's really confusing. Been. Yeah, it's um, really confusing. But they did again talk about the tag team belts coming back. Um, and this all started because apparently Kimberly has a tiara tattooed on her. Madison Rain says, I have a tiara yeah. tattooed on oh, me. Boy. Maybe, and Josh Matthews says, maybe Kimberly got that, that tattoo because she's a big fan of Madison Rain. Madison Rain says, well, if they bring back the Knockouts Tag Team Championships, maybe I'll come back and this will be my partner. What? What? Like, why? Yeah. I, I don't I like don't this. So. I didn't. Again, Josh, okay, also, me and Pat had this talk. Josh Matthews' mic this entire show sounded like he was on speakerphone and was <laughs> a little further away than he should be. Audio and, quality was a little rough. I'm, yeah. I do agree. And it's weird because, yeah. like, they cut over to commentary and he had his normal mic, and he's right next to Madison Rain. Like, you've had at least a week and a half to fix you because these are taped episodes, and 
I'm assuming commentary is taped. Like, I guess they're getting paid by the hour. Yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so after this, uh, Jordan Grace comes out, and she's up. She comes out with a sling on. She gets in the ring, and immediately takes the, Surprise. the sling off <laughs> and starts beating Deanna up. Deanna rolls out, but she forgot her title. Jordan picks up the title and tosses it at her, and. Jordan then is selling that her arm is actually injured still, but honestly, how much Matthews, is that belt? That yeah. belt must weigh a ton for her yeah. to like fall down after catching it. Yeah, they're being thrown. <laughs> my big issue with this whole thing again is one, they're selling it like when she took the sling off, she was fine, she was mobile, but then like she threw like three punches at Deanna, and now her her, her arms all messed up. Oh yeah, she but was Josh started, like Matthews, stretching out her arm. Yeah, yeah, and Josh Matthews goes, clearly she's in full health. It was a ruse. Clearly, she's not in full health if she's stretching her arm out after. Oh, my God. Josh Matthews is still the worst part of Impact. Dude, honestly, that is, like, the number one thing that turns me off from watching Impact. Yeah. I mean, I continue to watch it because I do enjoy it, but Josh Matthews is hard to watch. He's hard to listen to for (laughs) two hours a week. Not watch, but listen to, yeah. yeah. Um. We get a Brian. We go to commercial. We come back. It's a Brian Myers vignette again. Um, so he's coming sometime. Who knows? Uh, and then we come back, and it's Wrestle House again. And I didn't know this was coming back. And we start off with Crazy Steve. He's walking around trying to find a new place to sleep. And Swingman pops up at, in a doorway, and he's got like this towel on, but he still has, you know, his his singlet. Because he just walks around in his in his damn wrestling gear, uh, and Crazy Steve decides he's gonna go and sleep with the swing man. Yeah, this, this is gold. Yeah, this this is something. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sleeping, we then go to cousin Jake and uh, and Cody who are in their room. Cody Diener's on the floor. Cousin Jake is in the bed. It's clearly a bed that is able to fit two people, but they don't want to sleep together, I guess. Cody is has no covers, is just in his entire outfit still, uh, while Cousin Jake is in, like, shorts, and that's it. And yeah, I have some he's... issues with this segment. Um, can I just point that right. out real quick? Sure. Uh, Absolutely. The, the man is sleeping with socks on. That's weird. Oh, um, no. Also, um, who's who's is Cody Deaner in the bed or is he on the ground? Cody Deaner was on the ground. Okay, so Cody Deaner uh, was sleeping with. He looks he had Crocs on. Yeah, he was. He was um, still on in his entire outfit. Like he had, so he had his jeans on. Still, odd. he had his t-shirt on. <laughs> Hey man, he had his hat on. Maybe that's what makes him comfortable, but <laughs> that can't be comfortable to sleep. <laughs> yeah, he had like yeah. a yeah, yeah, exactly. He his, and like, he had like a couch pillow under his head. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cody doesn't look like he's getting much sleep. He's like tossing and turning, like and then bear. all of a sudden, yeah. Then cousin Jake wakes up, and he's snoring like a, a crazy person. 
And he said, he complains to Cody that Cody's been snoring, but Cody has barely been sleeping. He's been like turn, tossing, turning, taking a sip of beer, tossing, turning. Uh, Cody's like, I haven't been able to sleep. I don't snore. You've been snoring. And Cousin Jake is like, how would I wake myself up from me snoring? That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And so they start getting into it. And all of a sudden you hear Tommy Dreamer say, hey. All of a sudden, you notice that Tommy Dreamer has been in the bed with Cousin Jake. The <laughs> and he's in a full suit. He's in, in a full, his full suit. suit. And Cody sleeps there. He looks at Cousin Jake. And Cousin Jake looks at him and he's like, What's going on? How hot do you think he was during this segment? Because he had like, he's in a full suit and he had the blankets over his body yeah. and his head. I, next to Cousin yeah. Jake. Yeah, next to Cousin Jake. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd say pretty hot. Pretty damn yeah, hot. Pretty, pretty hot uh, and sweaty. So Tommy Dreamer yells match time again. And yep. Cousin Jake and Cody say, wait, right now? And Tommy Dreamer says, no, not now. <laughs> I'm it's tired. Overnight. I'm tired. <laughs> Pulls the covers back and goes get, get back to bed. Back. And like, he tells Cousin bed. Jake like to that. get back in the bed with him. <laughs> and he like offers him up the blanket and stuff. Yeah. And very, very... And says we can sleep toe-to-toe. <laughs> E.C.W. style. <laughs> and <laughs> as Cousin Jake is yeah, back in the bed, he E.C.W. again. <laughs> this is great. I, yeah, so then we get a cartoon animation of a, of a chicken or a rooster walking out to do the cockadoodle-do to wake everybody up. And all of a sudden, everybody's at the ring. Uh, and now Alicia Edwards is the ref. And I hate Alicia Edwards. Her, her voice is just annoying. Um, she does not know who either of them are. She says, this is a match between the Deaners. Deaners with a D. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, yeah, this this is a this is Cody Deaner versus Cousin Jake in a loser leaves the room match, as it was labeled. Um, and this is just a basic match. Co- Cody offers up a truce bow. Um, Cousin Jake says truce, but as he goes to bow, Cody roll tries to roll him up. Um, at one point, Cody knocks or gets his hat knocked off. Cousin Jake picks the hat up and is like, "Oh, this must be where his powers come from." So he like puts the hat on. And he doesn't know how to wear a hat, um, and so Alicia tells him to put it on his head. He puts it on the head, and she's like, "Do you know what it says on it?" And he says, "Whatever it is," and he hits Cody, and Alicia says, "Oh, you can read." Hmm. Is this I something so. that we like that he he can't like people <laughs> thought he couldn't read? I mean, they did think they were on Duck Dynasty earlier. Yeah, that, that, that is, is true. true. That is true. They did think that Wrestle House was Duck Dynasty. Um, yeah. Um, Cousin Jake ends up w- winning this match. He hits uh, Cody with whatever his finisher move is called. He hit it on. Uh, Larry D like two weeks ago. I don't remember what they called it because they don't call finishing moves anything. They just say it's his signature move. Yeah. Thanks, Josh Matthews. Um but yeah, he does that and as he does it, <laughs> he says, I'm sorry, uh, to Cody. Uh and they hug afterwards and say it's truce. truce. Yep. Uh, the crowd goes wild for it. Uh and then Cody walks outside with his stuff. 
and notices there's this huge camping RV outside, and he says, I'll take this. <laughs> okay. No, I'm fine <laughs> with it. Um, then we cut back to the impact zone, and Sammy is walking around. He's, he finds Ken. He talks to Ken, and he's like, all right, Ken, you told me to meet with you this week. What's on your mind? Ken says, I can't think straight. I'm leaving Impact. I don't know when I'll be back. <laughs> and walks out. And then earlier in the show, he was like, Katie Forbes was walking around, and she bumped into Sammy Callahan and called security on him because she thought he was a fan. So then Katie Forbes and RVD show up, and Katie's like, hey, that's the creepy fan who was creeping on me. RVD goes to him and says, hey, man, you can stare at her all you want, but keep your distance. Sammy says, all right, RVD. All right, Rob. You've got it. You'll never see me coming. And <laughs> it cuts. Then we get Katie Forbes's picture reveal for, as they kept on saying over and over tonight, Free ninety nine. How much? Free ninety nine. Free free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Yeah. Free ninety nine. I gotta say that uh, RVD and Katie Forbes uh, make me very uncomfortable as with their PDA. Um, I mean, PDA doesn't bother me, but just just the way how they interact with each other is very uncomfortable and odd. Oh yeah. Yeah, they don't seem like like that. That doesn't like when they kiss. It's not how normal people kiss, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, it's very slow. Like, he leans in to, like, make out. And he always will start with, like, come here, baby. And it's that real raspy voice that he he has. It, it's it's weird. Uh, um, and his, entry, his theme song is absolute garbage. It's um, so oh bad. My God. So having that? listened to his old theme. And having listened to his WWE theme, yeah, having listened to yeah. his ECW themes, this is such a travesty that this man has this theme. It mm-hmm. is robotic. It is. It sounds like they just were like, hey, Rob, do you know anybody who has ever used Fruity Loop Studio before? <laughs> and he said, nah, man. Pretty much. But I can do it for you. And they're like, okay, Rob, just don't get too high when you do this. And he's like, okay, man. And they yeah. got really high. Yep. And just pressed a bunch of buttons. Okay. And then put himself on the mic and says, R, V, D, over and over again. Rob and that man. is. The... Damn. Yeah. 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 He'll go R, V, D at points. Rob, man, that, that's the whole theme. It's it's the worst. It's one yeah. of the worst themes in all of wrestling. It, it's bad, yeah. So Katie Forbes talks about how this is the launch for her new pictures for her website that normally you have to pay money for, but tonight you're getting it for free 99 and it'll be revealed in five Woo! Yeah, she said Four. five seconds, and then she it was Starts way twerking. more than five seconds. Three starts twerking, rubbing her body painfully. <laughs> then two one, and pictures come up, and Sammy Callahan has put a gif of his face on each of the pictures, and it's just rocking back and forth, and her voice has been changed to his voice. 
Yeah, these pictures uh terrified me. I can't unsee these. Pictures. Yeah, I I didn't need to see Sammy Callahan's face on bikini Katie Forbes. Yeah, Katie Forbes then absolutely loses it. So I guess this is setting up an RVD versus Sammy Callahan feud. Oh, no doubt. Totally fine with that. Katie Forbes is rolling around in the ring and then you've got Mass and Rain on commentary. He's like, she's hysterical. All of a sudden, Katie Forbes yells, I'm hysterical. <laughs> it's like they're all wired up with each other. And yeah. Mass and Rain says, this isn't what this was supposed to be. This was supposed to be a photo reveal. And sure enough, basically the same thing just comes out of Katie Forbes' mouth. And it, it, it was cringe. Absolute cringe funny cringe but cringe nonetheless um how do you guys feel about the photo reveal um yeah it was pretty hot i really loved uh <laughs> sammy Cal- how sammy callahan has transformed his body yeah, yeah. they did impressive. refer to him as the hacker yeah yeah, so, yeah. Uh, i want to point out that I, th- I don't know who said it about uh him being tech savvy um, they acted like he did like the most difficult thing in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. by doing like a shitty Photoshop job. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that was that was that. <laughs> well, considering how they edit their video packages, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, Sammy does that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after this, we got a quick segment of the Treehouse with uh, Dez and Zach of the Rascals, and they're talking about how Trey can't join them. But they invite a friend, the Power Ranger. Oh my God! This was of this impact. Was like, oh, this was great. Uh, this was like, a, like that '70s show, uh, like uh, segment for when yeah. like they're in the basement doing like, the circle. Oh yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This was this was definitely like a shout out to that, and it was done yeah. so good. Yeah. So this is the first. So apparently, I guess this is like a normal thing that they do. Like it, it this is their like treehouse thing, and it's just them like in mm-hmm. a stoner circle. But, like, this is the first time I've seen it because, like, they just haven't been doing that because Trey's been focusing on himself, like, his solo right. thing. Um, so They're responsible stoners. You can tell that, see, they didn't, they did not smoke pot before a match. Yeah. So that's being responsible. Yeah, 100%. Um, so <laughs> they, they have Suicide come in, and Suicide is apparently smoking through his... Uh, the suit. Um, and so it's just a montage of some really bad edited smoke over them. Mm-hmm. Um, with suicide doing some weird dance moves and trying to eat food through his suit, but he can't. <laughs> um, and then eventually the rascals were like, this is a bad idea. And they just leave and suicide like passes out while trying to eat food. Uh, still, I thought this was funny. Um, didn't oh, what's his name? Thought it was uh, AC Romero. Oh, yes, because like, oh, I seen him doing the same exact dance move. I saw AC doing the same exact dance moves uh, last week or whatever. Yeah, like that looks nothing like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and AC Romero is stuck in Wrestle House, right? Come on, he's um, yeah, uh, so after this. 
we get a interview with Rich Swan. Rich Swan basically just says that he's hurting, he's sad, he's upset that his mm-hmm. chance was taken away at, from the title. Um, but he will be back in the Impact Zone next week. Um, and this is where I was going to say that I think that Rich Swan is going to be the open challenge for Eddie Edwards next week. I think that this is going to set – he is going to have his match. Eric Young is going to take offense to that. He's going to try to interfere. Well, that's um, a good way to look at it, too. Yeah, yeah that could definitely And then well. I think that – at uh, this will end up setting up Eric Young versus Eddie in a few, either a week after or uh, a few weeks after, uh, and then Rich Swan can cost Eric Young that shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, yeah. but regardless, Eric Young and Rich Swan are going to feud down the line at some point. Hundred percent, no blood doubt. feud. Uh, and then they give us the rundown of next week. Next week we have. Rohit and Chris Bay versus TJP and Falaba. Moose versus Heath. The Motor City Machine Guns are going to be interviewed. Eddie Edwards' open challenge. And, of course, Rich Swan being live from the impact zone. Um, and then we go to the main event, which is the Good Brothers in their debut match for Impact Wrestling versus Reno Scum. And we get a whole rundown of the Good Brothers' career outside of impact talking about how they only formed in 2013 going into the world tag league and just doing some quick math here. This means that before they came to WWE, they had only been a team for less than three years and they were that, they were that sought after world tag league is always at the end of, uh, end of November they're like November, December, or like uh, end of October, middle of November type thing. Um, and they left uh, New Japan the beginning of 2016. So, yeah, they didn't have that long of a run, but they won the titles three times and they were considered one of the best tag teams on the planet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Carl uh, Anderson had a really good uh, singles run. Yeah. Um, so. Gallows is bopped around. He was in WWE for a bit. He was in Impact for a bit. He I got to point in. out that um, they really did mention New Japan, like their New Japan accomplishments a lot. Yes. Um, yes. And then I know in an interview came out, uh, the Good Brothers did actually confirm that their deal did include um, working in New Japan and that they're also really trying to push for like a working relationship with Impact. So I think that would be like phenomenal if they can pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, especially with ROH off the grid for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. Um, we still don't know when a, their return date is. Um, so, and we don't know, you know, when people will be able to go from country to country like that to work. Right. Um, but I think eventually if they were able to get like a working relationship, it would be huge to have like, you know, New Japan, uh, New Japan talent being on impact and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've had their. They they did have working relationships before. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, back in the day, they had stuff. Um, one of the last straws for that was, uh, well, on this wasn't like the last straw, but this is one of these straw many straws was the treatment <laughs> of Okada uh, in Impact. <laughs> yeah, uh, where they made him Kato Okato. 
uh, <laughs> plays the uh, character from the Green Hornet. Um, uh, I believe some people, I have not watched this, but supposedly he licked himself a lot. Yes. Oh, I remember him. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He yeah that's moral. crazy. Yeah, greatest gr- greatest wrestler in the world, one of the top five greatest wrestlers in the entire world, arguably, and that's what, how Impact treated him. Uh, however, I believe yeah. it was twenty sixteen, Ishimori. Uh, it was either twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Ishimori was on Impact. Okay. Um, he while he was generator. still, yeah, yeah, while he was still with New Japan. Okay. Um, so like they do like that's more of a pat thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's and, probably got the answers. Yeah, and I'm sure if there's somebody, anybody who's listening about that, who wants to correct me on Twitter, absolutely can. Um, but that leads us to the final match: uh, Good Brothers versus Reno Scum. This was a match. It just felt like it was just showing off what the Good Brothers could do. Yeah, I mean, it was Which very, it was very perfect. short. That, it started, perfect. yeah, it started around like ten, uh, nine fifty. So it was, it was yeah. rather short. It was just weird to see that as your main event. Um, and after the match, Ace Austin comes down. He was watching from the stage. Uh, he comes down to be a distraction. Madman Fulton comes in. Uh, they brawl, they end up brawling all the way backstage, and then from backstage, they brawl outside. And oh, Josh Matthews had to point out, that was the same parking lot spot where Reno Scum attacked them last week. Who cares? Yeah, Josh right? Matthews like, is awful. <laughs> who's, who's keeping track of that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, who knows how this is going to end? And all of a sudden, Luke Gallows kicks uh, Madman Fulton into a camera and they do bad static shot and that's how the episode ends. I liked. I honestly liked how they did that. That's yeah. That, that was yeah. a I, different. Yeah. Like, I think that the stat like it was just weird how they transitioned it into. Mm-hmm. Um, like they didn't do like breaking glass or anything. It was just like the moment that Madman Fulton like touched the camera. It was just like he <laughs> was cut. Well, they can't. Um, they, they can't. Have- that cost too much money. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, also, uh, let it be known that they did promote Talking Shop of Mania a lot throughout this this weekend. I know me and Pat are going to watch it um, just because what else is there to do this weekend? Um, oh, is that this weekend? That is this weekend, August first. Oh, Remember, put the kids to bed. It is TV. Yeah, that does, MA. Look, that does look really good. The only match confirmed for it is. Uh, Chad Too Bad, aka Carl Anderson, <laughs> versus Sex Ferguson, not to be confused oh with Tex Ferguson from uh, uh, South Paul Regional Wrestling. This is Sex Ferguson, uh, but they were both played by Luke Gallows in the first ever Boner Yard match. You heard that right? It is a Boner Yard match. That's Make right. it about something, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, how do we all like this episode of Impact? I would give this a thumbs up. I really enjoyed this episode today. Yeah, I would give it a thumbs up too. I mean, I really didn't have any complaints uh, other than Josh Matthews, but that's every episode. So I guess I <laughs> I can't really count that into there because that's just going to be like a whole separate thing. So this episode gets a thumbs up and Josh Matthews gets two thumbs down. As all. Yeah. I'll just rate them separately. You know? Yeah, I, I as well will give this an episode a thumbs up. I think the two weakest links of this episode were, um, well, mainly 
the one weak link. The other one is never going to be a strong link. Uh, the weak link was the women's match, and the weakest link, as always, is Josh Matthews and just commentary in general for Impact uh, TV. They should just uh, the beautiful people come back and do commentary. And you're cut off. All right. All right. So that does it for our Impact Power Hour uh Looks like we're probably going to go close to an hour again. Uh, But we will see you next week again for another episode. Uh, Until then, follow us on Facebook and uh, YouTube at Deep Six Wrestling. And you can follow us on Twitter as well at Deep Six Wrestling without the G. Wrestling without the G at the end. Mm -hmm. All right. Leave comments. Uh, feel free to DM us, message us, whatever. Uh, we try to get back to them as quickly as possible. Um, and remember, you can listen to this podcast on Anchor, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave reviews, comments, subs- and subscribe to them on any of your preferred things yeah and be sure to uh subscribe to our only fans wait no wait a none minute of that when's the deep six only fans coming out boys none of that <laughs> all right guys we'll see you next week Thanks until then much. stay safe uh and just a reminder for our upcoming schedule of podcasts we do have our normal weekly aw podcast coming yep. tomorrow um and Ooh. I don't know. I don't think that we're going to do a podcast for top, Talking Shop of Mania. I don't think there's going to be anything major coming out of it. Yeah, it's just um, more that's like just a fun. A fun yeah, yeah. yeah. So we might do. Who knows? We might do like a fun thing for it. I don't know. Uh, but remember, Tuesdays and Wednesdays we always have our podcasts out uh, for uh, Impact and, of course, for. Uh, AEW. Couldn't think of the company for a bit yeah, second. Dynamite, though. yes. Yeah, Dynamite. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Brother, Peace. brother, 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 brother.